Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Chelsea, and I want you to create a happy family. I use my background in Western and Eastern medicine, birth, and ancient yogic practices to help the modern mother learn how to live a healthier life and create conscious children. This is your guide to fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Welcome to Mystical Motherhood's episode number 10. Katerina's back with us this week, still sharing her journey of becoming pregnant consciously. Each week, we work through different emotional, spiritual, and physical issues that arise in her life in order to clear them before she becomes pregnant. This week, specifically, we talk about improving her communication, intimacy with her partner, having faith and trust in the universe, and also ways to increase her intuition. I really hope you enjoy. How was your week? Uh, It was good. Um, I actually have a job interview um, Thursday. That's amazing. With With my old company where I was a buyer at for um burlington i don't know like like home goods tj maxx like burlington um and it's basically it's a new role that opened up um they just put it out on the market and um you know it's mostly like advertising marketing but what i'm doing now but without the sales part of it which is you know um kind of like the whole aspect of the stress that's coming more for me now but yeah, so that came out of, out, you know, out of nowhere. <laughs> so, um, so literally I have the appointment, I have the, um, uh, you know, the interview on Thursday and, um, other than that, like, I feel like it's been good. It's been just like a steady pace of like calmness that I'm just like seeing. Um, it's kind of like, I'm calm, you know, like going straight and around me is this like, I'm seeing like the shit show kind of in a way mm-hmm. of just everybody, you know, like they're like, they're like, I kind of like from a higher perspective of an idea and the kind of seeing everything unfold. Um, what you're speaking about is as you begin to awaken, the best way to describe it is like you're, it's like you're standing on a tall building and you can begin to see all of the the play of the game. Yes. And so you're saying, oh, you know, like it's like all of a sudden you start to awaken up and then it's like you go you you can look down and see how the streets would move or where you would move next. And it's and, and because of that you can be ten jumps ahead of what you know that the average person because you're you're you know what's going to happen. You know the game's going to be played like that. You know that that's the way your mom's going to act. That's the way that this is going to happen. Yeah. And you're and you're not going to get into the, the negativity of it. Into the emotions and negativity, which like I've I've been like sucked into right away. And it's just it's funny. And mostly with work, like with the exercises we've been doing, especially just like burning with just like the candle and the purple light or just the mirrors around and blocking it literally just like change of 
Um, and you know, especially like with the manager, they get work. Like I just had just such a bad like energy behind from her the moment I walked close to the building. And, um, that just really changed for me, like within a week, within just like the week since what we do works. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So I'm just like, um, but overall the week, you know, so that was, you know, so that was like strangely, no, I mean, believe me, I'm not complaining about it. I'm very happy. And then all of a sudden this, you know, um, interview came up mm-hmm. as well. So <laughs> how it works, right. Is when you, yeah. you know, flipping through what could that, you know, you get your self in order and you go in, then the out becomes, it comes lines up and it becomes yeah. more incredible than you can even imagine. Like what you think your life should be, if the, once your inner world is created and, and, and happy and, and I mean, there's so many beautiful words for it, just contagious and magnetic. Yeah. Like what you think you, you should be doing, like let's say you have an idea of this is the job you should be in, you'll actually jump tenfold ahead of that much quicker once you move past these subconscious programs. Yeah. When I read you, the, the two things that I really am seeing is like the energy on the top of your head is similar to that of like a tornado, which could be kind of like, the rep- or could be the representation of Kundalini or just the more of the widening up to something higher. So it starts smaller and it sort of widens out like a coil okay. to the universe. Right. And then I also see this placid lake in front of you and, and then it's where you are and you, and it's, you're not, you're not scared in front of it. Close your eyes and see if you feel the same thing. You're not scared in front of this lake. It's not terrifying. It could be even like a pond. It could be a puddle, but you're like, I have to get over this. And, and, and I have to, I have to get to these other places. And it, it may seem far at, at just at times, but you have to jump through that lake. And then in order to get there, you have to have your intuition, your trust and your faith up high. And yeah. This week I asked you to go over some of the steps you need to, you know, places you need to get. Is there anywhere in, inside of you that feels like this, it, they're too far from you or does that make sense? Or you have to like, there's steps to get there that seem overwhelming. No, because no, it doesn't seem overwhelming or too far. It's um, a lot of the things like I thought that I needed to work on. Um, do you want me to kind of list them out? Yeah. Okay. So obviously my job was the first one. I feel like that's the biggest hurdle. Mm-hmm. That was, that was my biggest hurdle of just like, you know, if I release this, what I'm in now, that's just going to create so much more space and, you know, just empty out all this, you know, all the stuff that's been going on. Um, the second one was with food, which is my, you know, I think it's just, you know, you always try to be as, conscious as possible but then you know as life goes on you know you kind of get thrown off and then you get back into you know it's a constant cycle so I think for me to become more conscious and make space for that just like you know just food that grows from the earth just that energy alone um and then I have communication which is a big one for me 
I, for some reason, I don't know why, but my communication, I freeze up. And then I also have a hard, hard time really expressing and communicating, especially like in a close relationship, obviously with my husband. So, um, you know, just releasing all my fears, thoughts, um, anything that bothers me, um, on top of that. And the, um, the fourth one I said was more intimacy, just releasing. So I think I've lost my, um, intimacy since, um, you know, my mindset is just like, I'm trying to have a baby. I'm trying to have a baby. I'm trying to have a baby. So let's just, you know, have sex basically. But I think I lost that connection. Okay. I need to let go of the, you know, obviously just to let go of that concept and just come back to more of the connection. So what you do, it feels like sometimes is that you make yourself small in, in, in not all the time. I mean, it's this other part of you and you know, you're not that kind of woman that makes yourself small, but in some instances with patient, oh, yeah. it's like you shrivel yeah. up and it, and it was also came up last week with the board meeting when you were in that place where you had to speak up. Yeah. Like probably showing off, you know, what you've been doing and your self-worth and, and then issues like that came up. But, and then when spe- people speak to you, it, it is like you could create a bubble around you and then their words would bounce off. So you're also not listening to them. Yeah. Um, and so, cause with communication, the listening part is is important or more important than the speaking part. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. So like a lot of my communication, so I mostly focus at one with my husband, obviously, but a lot of it is, um, I, I, right. I don't listen and then I just react. And then like when it gets into a bigger, like, um, argument, then it's just, um, Right. I get small. Like I don't, I can't, I can't communicate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this has to do with your mother. Oh, does that feel true to you? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. I'm moving slow through it. I'm just watching it. No, 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 no. Take your time. So this has to do with your mother being over, at least what I'm seeing, it has to do with the fact of your mother being very overbearing with you as a child and, and, and that you were alone as a child. So, so you're playing in your room or you're going to school and, or you're moving on and and trying to, you know, do things in your life, but she's always there. And, and, and it's almost like her energy is, um, is like a, is similar to a giant to you, especially as a child. Like she may only be this tall. I doesn't see her as a very tall woman, but it's, it's like her, her shadow is, is triple her size. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so she may be talking and talking and talking to you, but you learned as a child to, to let all that energy bounce off of you. Yeah. Does that feel true when we say that to you? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because she had so much to do and tell you and, and probably your father too. I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but, but she's tell, she's talking and talking and talking. And then you had to have some sort of protection to, to protect yourself. And so you created this almost egg like shell around you that, bounced all of her energy off of you as a protection mechanism. And it's something that you're still doing now. Yeah. 100%. 
because okay. like I just, I just turn some literally something happens to me where I just turn off I turn mm-hmm. off and like nothing and then I just I honestly like I say nothing I hear nothing I kind of just want it to be over you know right and and in that you you don't listen to people and so you may be missing a lot of valuable information and people because you're constantly protecting yourself yeah 100%. yeah okay. So what, what, who, whoever's listening right now, what you need to realize is all the patterns that are coming up in your life, they're actually from your past. And if, and Katerina's in the process of becoming pregnant. And so we're working through all of these issues before she becomes pregnant so that not only she's aware of them, but she can eliminate them from her so that her child will not get these patterns because self-psychology before pregnancy and during is what is what will change the child and yourself because you won't do you'll know that the the issue exists and what people are doing in their life right now is they're living their life and they're not even aware of their own problems they haven't ever looked in the mirror and so part of the process of awakening is looking in the mirror and i may provide that mirror for you or you know someone may come along and every relationship in your life provides a mirror into yourself and Mm -hmm. so all of these people are just reflections of you in different ways and so I want you to go through all the times, Katerina, in your life where you have allowed people or people are talking to you and the energy just, just bounces off. So close your eyes and look up into your third eye, which means your eyes go up and in. Okay. And then imagine this because it's like an egg shape of energy around you and mm-hmm. it's a protection shell. Imagine like all the times in your life, start to talk about those times and let's put them inside this glass jar that's energetically in front of you and we're going to take them out of you. I mean, I feel like this has been with me since like I was really young, whether, you know, half part of my life, I grew up in Ukraine um, and then part of it came here. I think it happened more here when we got here because everybody wanted to make sure to tell me and control me to tell me what to do and this and that. Um, so mostly my childhood, but then I think as I like wanted to get independent, it started growing with my friendships, relationships, um, and then like work, work, you know, it's just a constant, it, it still keeps following me to this day. Um, you know, in just every aspect of, whoever has as a feeling of control over me, you know, I constantly, you know, get that feeling of just like, like, whoop, like protect myself and then like, let it bounce off. Cause I'm really not, not, I'm not doing this, you know, I turn myself right off. So, um, so mostly from my whole childhood experience, I feel like, um, mostly in my teenage, my years of growing up with friends. Um, and then college, same aspects. College was more of relationship-wise. And then now I feel like it's more just like work-wise, you know? And I feel like it's, it's, it's and all these blockages that I'm doing is more harming my personal communication, you know, and building a strong relationship with my own, you know, husband and whatnot. So what I'm seeing is that 
these, it, you, it actually is because it feels energetically as a child, you felt like you were getting darts or little tiny swords always constantly thrown at you mm-hmm. in some manner, shape or form. And so there's a association that almost everyone else is going to do that too. Does that feel true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember a time in your childhood when you're, you're playing with your toys or you're in your house where you feel like you had these darts or swords thrown at you? Tell me about that. The first thing that comes up to me is, um, since I'm an only child, so like, you know, I was always, uh, always playing by myself, trying to entertain myself, but any time that I like got out of my own little like room or my bubble or my, you know, own like little safe zone that I've had and asked my, like, especially my mom for like something like maybe, oh, I want to go like see this friend or take a ride there. I know like she would always like, like throw like daggers of me with her, especially with her eyes, you know, that like pierce into my soul, like making me feel like inadequate or small. Like, I don't have time for that. Like, that's an annoyance to me right now. Like, do you really need to, you know, like, why do you need to go? And it's like, and like at those times, like those like literally pierced like right into my heart, you know, mm-hmm. and it made me feel so small. And it's just like, and that's why I was just, and then it's like, I would shrivel up and just like go back to my room and like not say anything and never want to bother anybody. That's, I think that's where the constant, like constant of, you know, making everyone else happy before myself kind of thing came up with. And what she was doing is she was creating a, a tremendous amount of shame and guilt, which made you almost, it's like in, energetically you would put, and then as you got older, that shame and guilt. So you would protect yourself in your room and your room became that eggshell. But as you got older and that shame and guilt of, you know, of this communication with your mother became, imagine if you were like a warrior and then you, you held a big silver cover and you're walking through battle. It's it, many of your relationships you assumed would be like that too. And so you then rather than putting up just this simple egg of energy to protect yourself, you started to use a warrior gear in some relationships, it feels like. And so you would go straight in and you knew that the swords are, you assumed in every single, you know, communication style that all of these knives and swords and that you were in battle a lot. And so it's in a lot of your relationships, you now keep almost a big gigantic warrior silver metal piece up to protect yourself. Does that feel true? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So as I feel not like threatened, but like uncomfortable in a sense where I'm getting uncomfortable because like somebody's getting a little upset about something I all of a sudden whoop like it just you know yeah and then you're immediately thinking oh are we going to battle together yeah I'll I'll protect myself and you can you can go ahead and talk you know do that around it's a huge pattern for you so this is really really good to look at because it a is making you understand how your mother was because I guarantee if we don't understand how our mother is, we're going to become our mother. Yeah. And I, I still see it. I still see it now. And it's just like, and she tried, you know, and I'm like, and it's not just me. It's, it's, I always thought I was just the personal target, you know? And, um, but she does it to a lot of, it's, 
everybody mostly like now that I'm kind of looking at it and I'm just like ah you know but you have to realize is that everybody else's behavior is not you and you have to separate yourself from them and see it as a reflection of them and not a reflection of who you are as a person right and so understanding that is is a priority especially if you know if anyone's if you're listening out there if make sure that if you're going through any sort of relationship issues, so right now we're just talking about Katerina's relationship with her mother, but this could be with a boyfriend or this could be with your father or when this is a pattern and, and then they usually start before the age of seven. And that's, yeah. And that's when, that's where kind of my timeline starts at. Yeah. Right. That's like the heart and center core of like, just the beginning of, you know, kind of everything. Well, in the yogic science, you know, every single, it's good to know your, the turning points in your life at certain ages, because those ages are critical to your development, emotionally, spiritually, um, and psych, psych, psychically. Right. So I want you to see yourself in your bedroom. And I want you to see that you created like an eggshell shape of protection in this bedroom that I'm seeing toys. And I mean, that's where I saw you. Mm -hmm. And I want you to just put that in the glass jar. Mm -hmm. I want you to walk into your bedroom now in your mind's eye as an adult and just bless the space. And and anyone can do this. So you can always go back into your past and bless the spaces of these memories from your childhood that aren't there that are uneasy and, and almost send in a surrogate mother or someone to protect you or an angel or something magnetic to create a powerful force for that child. That's still right. Obviously that child's still hurting because we're still dealing with that same issue right now. So go ahead and, and create a shift that egg shell uh, protection mechanism that you put around you yeah. and just put up a beautiful gold mesh or something that feels really comfortable to you. I'm kind of seeing a rose colored um, mist mm-hmm. and then put any of those bad memories into the glass jar and we'll burn it afterwards. And then mm-hmm. I want you to see yourself as you grow older, that you become this kind of warrior with this silver protection mechanism. I don't know what you'd call it. The shield, the right. shield going into battle with most of these relationships. Cause you're assuming that everyone's going to throw a dagger at you. So see that girl and we don't have to go through all the relationships, but just in your mind's eye, put these relationships and interactions into the glass jar. Okay. And, burn it. and then at the end of that, I want you to take all the metal off of you in your mind's eye. So if anyone's listening out there and you are in battle with somebody take the take the gear off (laughs) it's really everything that is physically and emotionally happening around you is actually energetically happening so you can really work with yourself by taking off all of this almost pretend information that lives on you so imagine you're you're taking off this shield and you're Mm -hmm. taking off this silver you know war gear yeah. And put it into the container and you're just standing there raw and vulnerable. Okay. And see how that feels. Come.
and then start to burn away the all the information. Okay. Let me know when it's all burned. Okay. Okay, so now you're standing there just raw and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And just imagine some, they want you to put some water on you and to clean yourself off, like as if you had all these battle wounds. Because that's what I'm seeing is that you energetically feel these battle wounds from your childhood still on you. So you can use a salve or you can use water and, and you can ask someone to come in. You know, I use Mother Mary or Mary Magdalene or Isis or any of these beautiful right. saints to come in and just help like create a protection on your skin. Okay. And let me know when you're done. Okay. <clears throat> and then I want you to imagine in your mind's eye what it's like to enter into a party or enter in a boardroom or enter into, you know, even let's give the example of you're going to be in this interview. How do you talk and where are you talking from and how does it feel when you're walking into a room without this battle gear on this communication battle so i've been thinking especially about like the interview itself and at first um you know the 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 anxiety and the fear came over very quickly um but deep down inside i feel very comfortable and calm and confident like really just like really just very sure about like myself and my abilities and just my confidence um it's just a really stable feeling for me um that's you know but over but that's kind of been like the thing especially this week um where I feel more just like grounded and just like very just like strong. Well, what they want you to know is that you're beginning to have more trust and faith in this growth process. Does that feel true? Yeah. Yeah. So when, when you started to probably, you know, awaken, like you've described in other episodes, you know, you've had to go out and do so much, right? You're, you were looking for different classes and you were looking for other people like you and you were almost like this urge inside of you to grow yeah. had to happen really, really fast. And with that, there comes an anxiety of like, how can I grow faster and how can I move yeah. forward? And the growth doesn't necessarily, I mean, it, when there's a surge of energy within people and they start to awaken, it'll make you do that because there's an, like your soul wants to now, you know, get there faster, Right. right. 
And now you're realizing that part of the process is also, there's always going to be exponential growth periods where you move really, really fast. And those hard times are, you have to go into them because that's what makes the growth happen. If you were to shy away, like last week, when you had the hard time, if you were to shy away from that, you're not going to learn. You have to look it right in the face and go at it. And then you'll have a moment of peace because that moment of peace is necessary for you to, to integrate the changes that have happened. And then it'll happen again. And it depends on when it's not. And then you'll get to a point where you don't have as many of those upheavals in your life because you've right. learned enough and there, you know how to respond to them. At least right. that's what I see with clients I work with in my own experience. Yeah. So when I want you just to imagine now that you're in, you're talking to your husband, but you're no longer in your battle gear. Mm-hmm. And I want you to feel what it's like to speak from the heart center. So there's different centers to speak from. And a lot of people will speak from their power center, which is, you know, their stomach area, right? And that's, they're trying to overcompensate the conversation. A lot of people will just speak from the throat. Yeah. A lot of people will, if they're, you know, really, really too high, they're going to speak from the top of their head. So when you're speaking, it's best to speak from the heart level. And even if you have to put your hand on your heart to do that, and then you can connect to the other person. And what is amazing with of females is that you can imagine the energetic connection of your two hearts together. So that men necessarily don't have that energy or would they understand, but a, per, a woman that's awakening would have the understanding of, I can touch my heart. And when I touch my heart, I can see the cord between our two hearts and I can, I can talk from there. And it's so hard in these relationships where we're used to a certain pattern Because if you were to go in the room and speak to your mother like this, your mother's not going to change. We know that, right? The only thing that's going to change is you. And so if you were to come at her a different way, you're going to blow her out of the water. And the more you elevate yourself, the more she'll either not be able to keep up with you and she will like reduce her contact with you, or Mm -hmm. she'll have to elevate herself to meet you there. And she's always going to try to do something to another dagger to get you back to where you were, because that's the only pattern she understands. But what I recommend for you trying to do is, is, is that you start to almost walk into the room, like a priestess with, with a compassionate attitude. And if you have to use touching your heart as a reminder of where you are, or maybe you touch your wrist, just so you're constantly reminding yourself that oh, we're not doing it the same way. And, I, and I'm pinching myself to just keep it going. You know, it's something to remind yourself that this is different this time. I'm going in here with raw vulnerability. And if she, and, and what a master, you know, as you master your life, you'll know that each relationship is a certain way. Like maybe your grandma is always going to cause shame or guilt. And maybe your sister's always going to um, be jealous. Something in that yeah. shape or manners. And you know, it's going to happen. And so once you become really, really aware of all these relationships, you can plan out. I'm going to mom's house tonight for dinner. I know that mom is going to say something like this. I am going to plan ahead of how I'm going to respond to that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It, yeah. It's so important. And you could even, and with your husband, instead of having, you know, a conversation that, is just random plan a conversation. I mean, when's the last time you did that? Probably never because you just have a conversation with your husband, plan it. I, and think it out in your mind's eye because the power of the mind is so, is so potent. And so, so before he comes home, if you want to have a conversation about pregnancy or something really serious or 
or come at it a different way, he'll even love that is that you can sit down and just talk to him from the heart level. And, and typically, let's say somebody starts, this is a teaching from Yogi Bhajan. Uh, if somebody starts to talk to you, let's say from the level of sexual. So let's say a, a woman or a man is talking to another person and, and you can tell sexuality. They'll, you know, the way they look, the way they dress, the way that they're moving. So you start at that level with them. So this is, I'm, I'm, re, I'm referring to the chakras when I talk about this is that there's the bottom chakra is, is the place of safety. So if someone's feeling really, really nervous or ungrounded, start start communicating with them at that level. So if they're talking to you at the level of the heart, the sexual chakras, start at that level and then move them up because they won't be able to hear you at the heart level if they're down at another level. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. So you'll want to say, so let's say um, it's a man or a woman and they're acting sexual, talk to them sexually or whatever they need to do, and then use your power chakra, which is the third chakra, to just to oververt them. I mean, it's it's a very subtle and intense way, and and it's 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 not easy necessarily. And then you'll move them to your heart chakra, and then you can also do that in your mind's eye. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, I that makes a lot of sense. I just wanted to write it down. Um, so if anyone's unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, you can look at the chakra centers, just Google it, and then imagine the types of communication as you move from the bottom to the top. Always, again, restart where someone is at, meet them at their level, and then um, bring them up and elevate them in every single conversation. And another thing to understand is that everything, every single word you say matters. I mean, this is going way deep into communication and I'm no communication expert, but I do know a little bit about yoga and philosophy. So it's not, it's with children and with, this is a mothering thing. So what you need to understand before you have a baby, it's not what you say, it's how you say it to your children that yeah. they may hear you. And also with your husband, it's probably that way too, <laughs> because they yeah. work from their limbic brain. I mean, they'll, if you walk into the room in sweats, they won't respond. But if you walk into a room in a nightgown, they're going to respond to you. <laughs> it's just the way their brain works, you know? And so if you don't talk to them at the same level that their mother would, they don't want, you know, don't talk to them because they're going to just think you're the mother, right? So, and don't talk to them because you, you may be not even be realizing it, which is a whole nother, you know, talk is that you may be even talking like your mother. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now you're no, we're knowing that you're not listening right. because these daggers are being thrown at you. But on the other end of that, there's a whole nother, if you flip the view of how you talk, you may be talking like your mother did. And then you're probably doing that to your husband because yeah. that's what we do as women sometimes until we become more conscious of our communications and our families and our relationships. So start to, you know, look at your, like, pay attention to your relationship with your partner during this next week and watch yourself, not him. Don't put the, you know, we tend to, you know, say it's this, it's, him doing this and it's yeah. <laughs> it's, it's and that's what you do right it's exactly what I do and then that's one of the things I said I was like I just need to not 
I need to just let all that go because I see my traits of my mother and coming out in me. Obviously, that's a DNA that's been, you know, that's inside of me. And it's, it's scary at times. And I'm like, I sound just like her. And so when you do that, take three to seven deep breaths. So I say seven, Yogi Bhajan said, if you take seven deep breaths, let's say you're going to smoke a cigarette or you're going to drink that drink, or you're going to do something negative, right? Take seven deep breaths and you're not going to have the same desire or motivation to do that same action. It's really hard in the moment, but if you put up, you can put up little stickers around your house to remind yourself of these things. And, and, and this is also going to go into the way, so we're getting into like the, the relationship you have with your partner. So this is one aspect of the relationship. Watch yourself. So a going back to it, watch yourself, communicate, yeah. Not in what he's doing, but in what you're doing. Count yeah. the times that you immediately want to go back to those, um, the you know, that like the daggers are coming at you, but also look at the way you communicate and the words you use. One way to do this is you can tape record yourself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it's absolutely crazy, but you'll find <laughs> out how many things you say that aren't necessary. Right. Right. And then just start with that. That's a big assignment. Okay. And then moving on to this, this you said another issue because the, the food that you, from the very beginning, you mentioned that there's four things that you're trying to get from, to change in your life, to get from where you are now to there. With mm-hmm. the first was food, your job, which your job is going to naturally start to change. Food, which is just a part of the process, right? Mm-hmm. which is what we just talked about and then the fourth is the wanting of the child is that correct intimacy intimacy okay yeah. with that it's the energy of what you're doing right now with him is it's like you're taking his collar and you're yanking him towards you and you're like look at me see me do you see how important this is to me? Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you scare him because he, what women need to understand is this is from my perspective because I went through it and I only know my own personal perspective, but I'm going to say it's many women's perspective when they're trying to become pregnant is he didn't even understand that I was pregnant until I was about four to five months pregnant. And there's actually a point in the pregnancy after the soul comes in, according to yogic philosophy around the fifth month, when they get the feedback of they're going to actually have a child. So you have to understand that you know, if you're listening to, I mean, if you're trying to be, become pregnant and your partner's just not as into it or doesn't understand this process that you're going through, it's because they don't. <laughs> and you just have to accept it as that and look at it, look at, it's all about you looking at you. And then when you start to raise your, you know, when a woman starts to raise her caliber, he'll have to meet you there or there's going to be a battle. He'll have right. to raise yeah. his caliber too. So it's that neurotic part of us that wants to say to him, like, give me attention, give me attention, give me attention. Yeah. No. So you <laughs> have to get that attention from other people, which would be women. Okay. Go out and get that attention from a group of women and tell them this desire to become pregnant is so important to you. Does that, does that make sense and feel right? Then when mm-hmm. you come home to him, 
all of that neurotic need to be with, with him will right. almost be met through them. I see. That makes a lot of sense. Because you're just needing that. You just want to be heard. Yeah. And this goes back to the communication and you also want him to listen because these are things you're working on. So yeah. he's just kind of mirroring that for you. Does that feel true when we say that to you? Yeah. 100%. So another goal of yours should be to go on walks because, because you're trying to make space in your life, right? For different things. So one way to do that would be meet more women or join more women groups or mm -hmm. find something. And this is for every woman out there. You need to set up your trusted community of other women that will help raise your consciousness in a really high manner. You know, not just the women that want to talk bad and say negative words or, I mean, it's women are always going to gossip, but you need to have that so that you don't go home and try to yank it out of your partner because it's going to be the intimacy. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of, and I think that's one of the things that has been happening mm -hmm. because for me, you know, for some reason I'm, I'm keeping this like a private kind of thing and and I'm like, I don't really know why I'm, I put myself in this like private little thing. Like, it's like, I don't want anybody to, you know, talk to me about it or ask me about it or like anything. I think I'm from the get go. I told you with my doctor, I kind of started it into like this negative, you know, just like anxiety and fear and like all this, like, and timing and timing, you know, I feel like that's a big thing. So I kind of, secluded myself from everybody and now I'm slowly like I'm just like why who cares if they ask they ask you know it's fine yeah so I think that has a lot to do with it too but that's also your communication style of not that is also a really big form of your communication style yeah. of not wanting to listen to anyone else tell you anything because of the pattern from your mom. So recognize that now and recognize that, that so many women take time to get pregnant and right. that everyone who's listening and many, many more will have gone through this process too. And, the, and it's frustrating when you want something so bad and you can't have it in that moment, but there's always a, a reason for it, at least that in my mind. No. And I agree there's the timing and the reason. And, um, and I basically, I physically said this the other day and I was just like, you know what? It's just, um, it's, you know, there's a plan for me and it's just this, I'm so used to getting what I want. It's just that this isn't something I can buy <laughs> at this point. Buy. Yeah. No. So in my book, I don't know if you've read this section or and it's easy to skip, but I say don't have, it's probably one sentence, don't have too much yeah. stuff. Yeah. And there, I, I mean, I don't know if this is not a medical thing. This is not, you know, that I, I don't, can't prove it either way. But all I know is that if you're trying to create a heightened experience of conscious conception and you have a lot of faith and trust for where you want to, you know, you want to get, mm -hmm. it should, and also the sperm count, having sex one time that really, really counts, it's an amplified event, will likely get you as pregnant, 
that, you know, as having sex 10 times in that period of time and then using all your energy. So what a lot of women I've worked with is that they get panicky and for, you know, three, two years, they are having sex, you know, around that time. And then they don't want to have sex any other time because that it's not connected. It's just like, let's have sex. Come on, hurry. It's time. And there's no connection to it. And I say, stop that. And so work up to that, like the ovulation period, like a sacred vessel. And right. you want to, ampl- I mean, I've talked about this before, but amplify yourself, go on slow walks, slow down and make it sexual. Go back into the art of sex where you don't go to dinner. You make the full day of being together. You go on a walk and, and you, you don't, you don't do it on a full stomach. You create a a container at your house that is a temple. And if he's over ejaculating, his sperm isn't going to be as strong. Yeah. That's a fact. Right. Yeah. I do know that. It's something to think about. And it also brings up those issues. I mean, the the two words that they mentioned right in the beginning of faith and trust is that why do we think that more is going to get us there faster? And why, why would 10 times of having sex? I mean, maybe, Maybe yeah. we don't, I really don't know. And I don't think a doctor could actually prove that having sex once or 10 times. I mean, there's just as many people that have had sex, you know, once at the age of 16 and gotten pregnant then, you know, who have had sex for two years too much or mm-hmm. one year. Right. So just a thought to think about. And it's all, and it brings in that really a lot of that trust and faith of I'm going to do this consciously. I'm going to, and then if, you know, it doesn't work out for a long time, then you can do the other measures, but at least you're moving through it in a more conscious manner that keeps you connected to your partner. So you're not anxious about the whole process. And if anyone, if anyone's listening and, and is um, interested in this, there's a lot on my blog and in videos about how to create that sacred space in the th- 72 hours of ovulation or that period where you're really fertile. And it, and it, in that period, those, those days, you can calculate those online, but then you want the, it, I, I believe it's the last two days that are your more, more potent. So you want to create a 72 hour window, but, but before that, before the day of sex, you want the, almost this, this window of time with your partner to be really, really, really intimate. Yeah. Okay. Does that sound scary to you? No, it doesn't sound scary. It's, um, I just think we're getting back on each other's, um, like he was traveling for a while. So, you know, then it was just like a little hard because like we were trying just as, you know, it was just like weekends, but now it's, uh, it doesn't sound scary. It's just now we're just like getting back on each other's like, not schedules, but, um, same kind of, uh, I don't know the word I'm saying, like just kind of pathways, you know, like we're, we're getting back and realigning. Yeah. Realigning. Yes. Yes. There you go. And Uh, one way you can do that is you can spoon as silly as it sounds. You can imagine your chakra. So when you're like fighting or you're not communicating correctly, a really fast way to align yourself is just spoon each other. Don't speak because it's often the words that come out that mess it all up. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes it's the silence that's needed between a couple to, to create that, that balance again. I mean, it's easier said than done, yeah. but 
it's a good reminder. And then another thing, let me think. And while you're doing that, you want to just imagine back to the inner, you know, energetics of a relationship is you can, a woman has the power to align the chakras and, you know, with a man while you're doing that. So you can just imagine that your energy centers while you're spooning are kind of aligning, you know, lining up energetically. And then I promise you, you'll be more connected to him. And if you're getting in a fight with him, just say you're right. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, you may be right, but I mean, who cares? <laughs> Just say you're right. That's it. I mean, that's the best advice ever. I heard that from somebody a teacher, and I was like, that is a really good thing to say. You're right. <laughs> and then, then you both so, win. It's so and, and going back to communication with your mom, you're right. Yeah. Think of how much you'll surprise people when you, you know, do the opposite. So another thing as a feminine, as a female, you can do is we have the ability to be like Durga, you know, we have, you know, we can be 32 different, I think 32 different personalities, right? Yeah. Truth. And a man can be one. And so they don't really get it. And they're like, how do you change from this person to this person to this person in one day? Yeah. And then you forget that you were and you didn't think it's a big deal. Great. But we, so, but what's, what typically a woman does is they get stuck in like the three main ones of bitchy, you know, sad and emotional and neurotic. Yeah. So realize the, like, realize who you are in those moments and the type of person you're being and that tendency you're going towards and then do the opposite. So in a lot of your relationships, so if you know that you're going to walk in and be a certain way with your mother, do the opposite and see what happens because we have the ability to be the mother, the cook, the shopper, the homemaker, the worker, um, the therapist, the meditator. I mean, so many, we have that ability as a feminine to hold all those energies. Um, so you can do the opposite and you can do, and, and, and if you tend to be really overt or really, really, um, you know, if you're soft-spoken or loud or you laugh a lot, or you do the opposite and feel what it's like, if you're really harsh, be really soft. Yeah, how people respond to you. It's a, it's a really amazing way to approach relationships and see their response. And then as you change your caliber, they'll reach you there or you'll either lose friends or you'll gain them. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I think I come to a lot of my, especially with my mother, I come up with my, um, my guard really high because I know she's going to say something like, asinine thing and like I react as like like very like short you know and just like cut it off mm-hmm. and it's just like she's like and then she's like you know why do you have an attitude I'm like I don't have an attitude just don't ask me stupid questions right <laughs> that's that's the constant um and same thing like and that just that's always my that's the reaction like my guard goes up really high and then I just become that like harsh you know, short, like snippy reaction. So do just imagine, so 
always imagine yourself when you're about to see your mom or you know your partner's going to come home or you know your boss is going to come in. See the situation of how it usually goes down in your mind's eye and see how you're going to act ahead of time. Like like somebody who is a basketball player and knows they're going to make that three-point shot. They see Uh it before it happens. And so somebody who's mastering their life will start to know before it happens, this is how I react and this is how the person reacts. And I'm going to do it differently this time. And I'm going to raise the energy of the whole entire conversation. Okay. Super powerful move. Let me look at you and see if there's anything else. So one way you can do this is just start to, you can create more of an energetic field by just creating circles around you. They are saying, so imagine you've got, you know, how a frequency Mm-hmm. would go out and you've got multiple circles. Just imagine that with gold light protecting you in these different relationships. Okay. And also they really want to talk about your intuition, which may be coming up for next week. Okay. So can you describe to me how you just know when something's going to work or how you just know, like how, if you were to be pregnant, would you just know? Do you trust yourself enough yet? And how would you, how do you enhance your intuition? What is intuition to you? Um, Have you ever had any synchronistic events that come up that you're just amazed that you kind of knew would happen? Start to think about that and, and the ways that you start to create intuition in your life. So that's really important with mothering and obviously with life and every decision. So it's going to be important as you choose this new job and you're creating more space in your life um, with the process of becoming pregnant, with the process of raising your children. Yeah. And one way to really, really increase your, your are you meditating every single day? Not every day. Could you do that? Could you make a commitment to yourself to do one meditation every single day? Yeah. Which one are you, do you want to do? Um, I've been doing the, um, Gur Prasad. Yes. Okay. Which is available on my website. Yeah. Mystical motherhood. That's a great one. So do that. If that's one you like, do that one every single day, but just make, so what with meditation, it's better to do it every single day than to do big bouts of it. So a lot of people go on yoga retreats and then they're very excited and they come home and they're like, I am ready to take on the world. And then that dissipates because they don't maintain anything. And so it's, it's about the stamina and the commitment. The best word for this is commitment to yourself. And when you know that you can do something, it, it creates an inner victory because you, you, you promised yourself you would keep up. And yeah. so by, and that will, obviously energetically go out to other events in your life, you know, to maintain that sort of balance. So if you can't trust yourself with, you know, maintaining a a practice, then how can anyone else trust you? Okay. Makes sense. So just pick one and then commit to that and do it every single day. And if you try to do it in the morning, but if you can't, then do it, um, later in the day. And if you can't fit the 11 minutes, just do three. But at least you're maintaining the fact that in your mind, you know, you're creating that new neural pathway of I'm doing this every day. So why I'm asking you to do this is for so many reasons, so many, so many, so many, but, but, um, one is that it will help increase your intuition. Oh, okay. Okay. Yoga meditations do a lot for you. 
but they help increase your med- your intuition. And uh, that's what we're going to work on. Thank you so much for joining us this week for another episode of Mystical Motherhood's podcast. If you liked this, please subscribe. We really appreciate your comments and your interest. Share this with your friends. And you can find us at mysticalmotherhood.com. Mystical Motherhood is available to purchase on Amazon, and we're on all major social media outlets.